Sergeant Farrett patted his policeman's cap, picked a thread from his lapel, and saluted his neat reflection. He strode to his shiny police car to begin his evening drive around, knowing all was well. The locals were subdued and the men were asleep. There was a chance of victory the next day on the football field. He stopped his car in the main street to peruse the buildings, silver-roofed and smoky. Fog tiptoed around them, gathering around gateposts and walls, standing like gossamer marquees between trees. Muffled conversation wandered from the station hotel. He studied the vehicles, nosing the pub, the usual Morris Miners and Austins, Utility, Council Pettyman's Wolseley, and the Beaumont's imposing but tired Triumph Gloria. The Greyhound bus rumbled and hissed to a standstill outside the post office, its headlights illuminating Sergeant Ferret's pale face. A passenger? he said aloud. The door of the bus swung open, and the glow from the interior beam struggled out. A slim young woman stepped lightly into the fog. Her hair was lush about her shoulders, and she wore a beret and an unusually cut overcoat. Very smart, thought the sergeant. The driver pulled a suitcase from the luggage boot and carried it to the post office porch, leaving it in the dark corner. He went back for another, then another, and then he pulled something else out, something with a domed cover, with Singer printed in gold letters across its side. The passenger stood holding it, looking over to the creek, then up and down the street. Oh, my pretty hat, said Sergeant Farrett, and shot from his car. She heard the car door slam, so turned on her heel and headed west, towards the hill. Behind her, the bus roared away, the tail lights shrinking, but she could hear the footsteps approaching. Myrtle Dunnage, my, my. Myrtle quickened her pace, so did Sergeant Ferret. He inspected her fine boots. Italian, he wondered, and her trousers, definitely not Serge. Myrtle, let me help you. She walked on, so the sergeant lunged, wrenching the domed box from her hand, spinning her around. They stood and stared at each other, the white air swirling around them. Tilly had grown into a woman, while Sergeant Farrett had aged. He raised one pale hand to his mouth in embarrassment, then shrugged and headed for his car with the luggage. When he'd thrown the last of Myrtle's suitcases onto the back seat, he opened the passenger door for her and waited. When she was in, he swung the car about and headed east. We'll take the long way home, he said. The knot in the pit of Tilly's stomach hardened. They glided through the fog, and as they rounded the football oval, Sergeant Farrett said, We're third from the top of the ladder this year. Tilly was silent. You've come from Melbourne, have you? Yes, she answered flatly. Home for long? Not sure. They drove back through the main street. When they passed the school hall, she heard the childhood cries of Friday afternoon softball games and shrieks and splashes from swimming carnivals at the creek. When Sergeant Farrett turned the library corner towards the hill, she smelled the library's waxed lino floor and saw a flash of wet blood on the dry grass outside. Memories of being driven to the bus stop all those years ago by the same man rose up, and the knot in her stomach turned. Finally, the police car ground its way to the top of the hill and stopped. She sat looking at her old home while the sergeant looked at her. 
little Myrtle Dunnage had alabaster skin and her mother's eyes and hair. She seemed strong, but damaged. Does anyone know you're coming, Myrtle? asked the sergeant. My name is Tilly, she said. Everyone will know soon enough. She turned to look at Sergeant Farrett's expectant face in the foggy moonlight. How is my mother? she asked. He opened his car door. Your mother doesn't get out these days, he said, and climbed from the car. The fog resting around the veranda moved like frills on a skirt as the sergeant moved through it with Tilly's suitcases. He held the heavy dome. You have a lovely sewing machine, Tilly, he said. I'm a seamstress and dressmaker, Sergeant Farrett. She opened the back door. He clapped his hands. Excellent. Thanks for the lift. She closed the back door on him. As he drove away, Sergeant Farrett tried to remember the last time he'd visited Mad Molly. He hadn't seen her for at least a year, but he knew Mae McSwiney kept an eye on her. He smiled. A dressmaker.